Well, hello. Are you ready, kids? <laughs> all right, Captain. Captain. Just kidding. It's TBR Doomsday. <laughs> because I have had the worst reading luck in the world. I don't know. I don't know what's going on, but it's just two star after two star. <laughs> it's bad. It's taking a toll. I have to keep writing these reviews, and I'm just like, I'd prefer not to. <laughs> well, I mean, I've had better luck. I've had a, yeah, I know, a few kind of meh ones lately, but mostly jealous. all right. Although it's been a hot minute since we recorded one of these, which means has. I'm backed up <laughs> on book racks. <laughs> so I'm like, I don't... We're just going to have to give you the only the best ones, really, and not yeah. even the, like, meh ones that you could give a try and enjoy. <laughs> I, like, I'm trying to look at the ones, like, that are new, that I haven't reread, that are recommendations, and I've got... And, like, even the recommendations aren't, like, five stars. Mm-hmm. They're, like, four, but, like, probably, like, three something rounded up. So, like, what even am I doing? I feel like my purpose in life has been diminished. <laughs> Like, I have one, two, three, three that aren't rereads that are above three stars. And that's many weeks. Like, what? (laughs) It's been so bad. Well, I'm in pain. I'll, like, I'll just briefly, I don't know, like, in between yours, I'll just like say one that I reread. <laughs> I won't talk about it because we've heard me talk about them before. But to like keep it semi interesting, <laughs> I'm legit losing it, losing my mind. I don't know. I mean, the last one I read just took it too far. It wasn't, it slapped me in the face. <laughs> it was like, here, have a bad book. I, and I said, I guess. I I don't really know what to tell you. I don't either. I don't know. I I feel like you gotta read something else. I would. Well, that's what I don't. I don't know. I I like. I may bust have to out the, like YA thrillers or something. Yeah, I was gonna have to like bust out a YA thriller. It's rough out here. There are a few in the Penguin Random House thing. I don't know. Maybe someone should just get murdered. That's what I need in my book. <laughs> because these romances aren't doing it. I did see a TikTok that I didn't save, so I'm never going to be able to find it I again. But it was a, a TikTok of somebody showing their, like, two sides of their bookshelf. And they mm-hmm. said something along the lines of, like, I, I have two. Like, I don't know if it was, like, reading moods or my books are two. Yeah, it's whatever, but it was uh, kissing and killing. <laughs> the two moods. And it was like romance and, and thrillers. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's Hannah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Those YA thrillers, like, I don't know why it's so comforting to me because someone's literally, like, the premise is someone has been killed, probably multiple people, but they just, they do it for me. I don't know. Maybe it's that problem. I mean, you know, you're going to find out who did yeah. it. That is very true. There was one, and I don't know why I gave it four stars, but it was like a cliffhanger. And it was it was like Karen and McManus or something. Cause she writes a lot of like standalone ones. Um and it was a good book, but then the end, like the villain still got to be there. It was very confusing. And there's no sequel or anything. But it was still good. Hmm. Who's to say? 
Maybe you should just stop reading and like watch TV or something. Um, well, I did that for a while. Oh. Like I've done like I've read a lot less. Like I've watched a lot of YouTube. I've watched a lot of Bob's Burgers. Like I've really tried to just not. This is <laughs> and unfortunate. It is because it like I don't even I don't even know how to remedy it besides just rereading because like there's the chance with every new book that I also hate it. And then it just keeps adding on. I think I need to like ask for like recommendations of people's like breaking case of emergency books. Mm. Um, but even then, like tastes are so different. This is true. I don't know. I I don't know what to do. I really don't because I don't have like any like. Well, I have like some Lisa Kleypas like in the wings, but even then, I don't have the audiobooks because Rosalind Landor, my enemy. So I have to physically read them. I mean, I've heard You With A View is really good, and I have that on Neck Alley. And then I have Diana Quincy's on Neck Alley, which I'm really excited for. And if that one lets me down, then I mean, I'm just retiring. I'm going to go live in a yurt with some goats. I don't know what to tell you here. I don't either. I did I take a brief pause to start watching Queen Charlotte, so. Mm, I have muted every single word I could think of on Twitter about that show. <laughs> it makes me sad. I don't, like... And it's still not working. I still see shit about it. I've seen, like, discourse about it that just kind of made me angry on the behalf of people. Like, it's just – I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I am try to avoid Twitter as much as I possibly yeah. can for that reason. So I've mostly seen good feedback with the exception of, like, a few things. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I do generally agree with. And it is a bummer. However, I will say this. There is something to be said – about looking at just the most beautiful people. Yeah. Wearing beautiful clothes. Yeah. Banging it out in beautiful rooms. Uh, that is true. It, And also, I think their names are India and Corey, the leads. Mad chemistry. Yeah. Also, that man, Bridgerton He's... men, it's all downhill from here. You mean There's like... There's no way, like, they can never find somebody okay, more yeah. handsome than yeah. this man well they and it sucks eat. to suck for the guy who plays fucking colin yeah because no offense he... i'm just not attracted to him no no but there's you can't follow this dude that this plays man is very George. that is the most attract there's a scene <laughs> there is a scene the first time they go to consummate the marriage which is like in the second episode because there's a lot of drama uh-huh um and she's wearing this like very beautiful nightgown and a robe and he she looks breathtaking because of course she does and I think he says that. Um and she says something about like, oh, there's like a thousand tiny buttons. Like I'm beginning to wonder if I, you know, maybe made a mistake or made the wrong choice uh-huh. or whatever. And he takes a beat and then just goes, I'm very good with buttons. And for some reason, <laughs> that like a aw- awoken, awaked some what is the word? Woke? But awoke. Awakened? It awoke, awoke something. <laughs> Awokened. Awakened. I don't know words. This is what he jumbles my brain. I said, oh, there's another scene. They agree. They like hate each other for whatever reason, but they mm-hmm. have decided because they need an heir. They're going to have sex, but only on even days. And mm-hmm. it's very clearly like an excuse. They pull up and are like, well, it's an even day and then just have like super hot hate sex. Nice. Um which necessary but there's a part where she like pulls up in his bedroom while he's in the bath and just goes it's an even day and 
there's one is i don't know if he's his steward or like the servant that follows him around mm-hmm. whatever his name is reynolds so there's a beat where she just starts undressing in front of him while he's in the bath and he doesn't even break eye contact he just goes reynolds get out and then she's like struggling to get it off and he goes just get in and i just <laughs> sure did lose my mind the that man could do frankly nefarious <laughs> depraved things to me <laughs> That's all. Is this show sad? I'm only three episodes in, but already the answer is yes, because you know where it's going. But, like... Yeah. That man. Yeah. I have just, like... It... Yeah. I just been... think I was going to watch it. Yeah. Because sad. Uh But then I kept seeing clips of it. Yeah, that's why I just blocked it all. And it's been great well it's not been great because i still see it i'm like please for the love of god do i have to add another like exclamation point in there to like block it all it's trying times out here because i know if i like see more of it i'm gonna want to watch it and it's not Mm -hmm. gonna end well like i know that for me so like oh yeah i foresee a lot of crying in the next few episodes for me and like life in general is just like not great (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm just like, no. Like, I refuse now to watch any movie that's, like, up in the air. Like, I just can't do it. Like, if there's an old person, they better not die. If there's an animal, God, no. Even, I know you just you just posted about the Secretariat. I'm like, that movie's even sad. And the horse was alive what? at the end of it. And then he died in life. When was the movie sad? <laughs> because <laughs> that's, that's the thing. Like, I get sad about, like, the real horse dying. Which was not oh. in the movie. <laughs> I was gonna say that's like one of the. My it's a great movie. Movies. It's a, it's, a it's an amazing movie. movie. Yes, I love that one. I also um, just love Secretariat, the horse, because mm-hmm. that's who I am as a person. You're just secretary. <laughs> no, I'm just like somebody like the type of person who would like be a huge fan. Of a fucking Caroline would be the first person to run a triple crown. <laughs> I was not the first triple ground winner. No, but what what was his accomplishment? Why he was it so still holds the record for all three of those races? For so like the, being the fastest one. The fastest. So you're the you'd be the first human to just run it. Yeah. On legs. That's 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 me. I could yeah. beat Secretariat's ghost. Preakness Belmont and Kentucky Derby records. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm not in the business of like making predictions and gambling, but <laughs> I'd make a wager on that. Oh my god! Speaking of wagering, so I watched all of the Kentucky Derby stuff, mm-hmm. which also featured a story that would make you weep. So that was a time. Um, I found my new idol in life, mm. which is a man named Mattress Matt. He's not named that, but he's called Mattress Matt. And he apparently places enormous bets at events like that to, like, stir up interest for his furniture store, hence the name Mattress Matt. Um, So the guy who does, like, all the betting and odds and stuff was, like, you can see in real time as he places a bet on, like, there were a couple horses that were, like, tied kind of for the favorites. Mm. And you could see the odds change in real time because he placed a, like, $1.2 million bet on this horse. To stir up interest, importantly, the horse didn't (laughs) win, by the way, to stir up interest for his furniture store. And I was like, okay, so I want to be Mattress Matt. I want to have the kind of income 
that I can if, be like publicity stunt, one point two million dollar bet on. So a really, course. stirring up interest for his mattress store is worth one point two million dollars. Like, how many people Apparently are buying so. mattresses? I don't know, but he was an old man in a cowboy hat, and well, that checks out. I was like, king. I've seen Secretariat. I know there are old men in cowboy hats. I've seen Secretariat. <laughs> I think I know what goes on. Yeehaw. Mm. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. So that's okay, been cool. my few days. Queen Charlotte and the Kentucky Derby. Nice. Both of which made me cry. Nice. That's... Yeah. We don't even need to talk about books. We can just... No. And it's heaven. Just rewatching. I will speed read. <sighs> yeah. Okay. Well, you kick us off because Lord knows I don't have enough. Yeah, we'll speed through them. Um, I don't really remember where we left off last time, but I think um, I did not talk about Artfully Yours. No, you did not. All right. Well, bet that's my Artfully Yours. Nice. Um, that's my favorite of those books by Joanna that's so, Lowell. That's so fascinating. The I also think it's funny how much you hated the audiobooks. I loved it. Oh my god, we're so different. But you I like Rosalind very, Landor. I mean, so. I don't love Rosalind Landor. I just don't mind her. I was into Mary J. Wells's, uh, Mary Jane oh Wells. I thought the voice was good. I mean, I, I love that for you. I like drawling. That's great, but it physically <laughs> made me ill. <laughs> I, I, it did something so so unsettling to me <laughs> i i mean it fit his character like good for her i mean she did it she did it good she put her whole mary jane wells a c in it but <laughs> I, not the wells a c <laughs> it made an appearance it the really mj did. wussy if you will um <laughs> See, I liked it. I thought it was fun. And I'm, I'm so, I need a great, I, I don't know if I would have liked the book more if I would have liked it. Like, I, like, I don't know if it's worth it for me to, like, reread it physically or to just write it off. I don't know. I had a great time. I'm very into art and art history, mm. so that all tracks. That makes sense. I liked that aspect of it. I respect that they it did that thing where it kind of builds up one particular thing that you think is going to be the third act climax yeah and then it subverts it and he finds out very early on or not very <clears throat> early but mm-hmm. earlier than you would think and kind of yeah. switches directions i had a great I, time i agree i really liked because there were they each had a brother and the brothers weren't great at the beginning mm-hmm. and like normally like annoying bad siblings really grind my gears but we know we know but she redeemed them in like a very normal way i think like they weren't fully redeemed but i think they each kind of at by the end i wasn't like i hate your guts well and also in the case of like his brother Mm -hmm. he 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 was still kind of awful but there were like certain elements that as you learn more you're like oh no Mm -hmm. our perception was skewed Yep, I appreciated how she handled that yeah yeah i also i thought that was really interesting and also Mm -hmm. not his whole like childhood illness thing not something i have ever read no i thought that was very um, interesting really i read interesting. 
one at the end of this episode, I'm assuming because I recently read it, um, has a has another really like fascinating um, condition. It's hmm. d- different completely, but like I had never read it in a book before. Um, but yeah, I don't know if that's a spoiler for the one we're talking about. So like, eh, I don't think so. It? Yeah, because it was Munchausen's you- by proxy, right? What? The one that you, it was Munchausen's by proxy? I truly do not know what that means. What was his illness? He says it's asthma. He says I was misdiagnosed. I wasn't tubercular, but asthmatic, and I brought the asthma under control by swimming. Maybe it's like they were able to die, or maybe it's in the like author's note or something. Ooh, I- yeah, because I think what it is is that she kept like treating him like he had consumption because she wanted the like munchausen's by proxy is where someone keeps you like gives you shit you don't need and stuff so like i sure did not know what that was yeah so munchausen's by proxy yeah so munchausen's by proxy is when like he's kept sick or like given surgeries that aren't i thought that was the name of an illness that you were saying oh and i was like i don't think so it's just asthma (laughs) i was like i don't know (laughs) okay we had asthma. okay we got got it. it So he had asthma, but his mother was saying it was, like, all these different things because it was, like, the – there was, like, a movie with Joey King. Um, Yeah. I was real confused there. We got there. So was I. We Um, figured it out. mm -hmm. Um, I had not heard that term. So helpful. Learn something new every day. Um, But it was – I don't know. I mean, it was heavy, but Mm -hmm. so were the other – I don't think it was as heavy as um, the Duke Undone. Book one. Yeah. No. Um. It just had, like, a couple of dark backstory moments. Mm-hmm. Her other brother I thought was interesting, too. Mm-hmm. Her other brother. The other brother. Her brother. Yeah. Because he uh, he was the one that I was, like, really unsure of just because, like, that's, like, a specific trope that, like, not even just, like, a terrible person, but, like, I don't know. Um, But I – Yeah. But I liked him, I think, by the end of it. Like, I wasn't, like, anti him. Like, I wasn't, like, his biggest fan. Yeah, he felt um, very – like, he wasn't just a villain. He wasn't yeah, like he was an nuanced. abusive brother, but yeah. he also didn't – like, mm-hmm. he was still not a good guy wholly. Yeah. Yeah. So, I thought it was really well written. I really liked mm-hmm. Joanna Lowell. Um, but I think Which is funny, because you gave the Runaway Duchess runaway three Duchess. stars, and that's yeah, the one I Yeah, I didn't love that one. Mm-hmm. I mean, that makes sense, like, I think, like, why you didn't and like why i did like it seems like a very me book <laughs> and like i can see there why there were a lot of elements that i feel like i should yeah. have liked it just didn't. i liked it a lot better on my reread i didn't like i didn't pay it much attention on my first read um i still gave it i think like four stars like rounded up but like i didn't think anything of it and then i reread it and then i really loved it so it could yeah also be that. i think i was just annoyed because the whole premise was that she gets to like pretend to be this like botanist or whatever mm-hmm. and she was so truly terrible at it like it felt like she wasn't even trying but i was like girl make an effort (laughs) like she acted surprised when she would be like all prissy and talking about the london season and he was like what and she was like oh no he oh i forgot how do you forget (laughs) make an effort okay yeah this is not what this is about um (laughs) it's fine yeah, I could that, that was mine. I just really liked Artfully mm-hmm. Yours. I liked the monkey also. Um, <laughs> I I love a wild random pet in Animal, a historical yeah. romance. I really do. Mm-hmm. 
not quite to the hedgehog level, but we're getting there. I but I respect it. <laughs> she was like, "That's my I marmoset," like that. and I was like, "Hell yeah, that's my marmoset." <sighs> okay, well, let's dig out the old canals of what I read. Well, we all know this one: "A Daring Pursuit" by Kate Bateman. <laughs> I really did reread that one, and that was a great time. I mean, speaking of fun pet, a bear in a hole bear. is worth doing a cage. Yeah, I just I needed to feel something, and I sure felt it. And so did they, when there was a bear in the hole right next to them. So, bear in a hole sounds like a euphemism. <laughs> it sounds so bad. It, but yeah, it was okay. It's not even hyperbole or anything. It's just a bear in a it's hole. Literally a bear in a hole in the ground. Just rawr-ing. rawr Growl. I don't know how to growl. <laughs> oh, Roy Kent. Didn't like that. No. Did not enjoy it. No. Um, but yeah, that that's mine. <laughs> okay. Um, I'll throw out a couple contemporaries. Because uh, nice. I don't read a ton of those, but uh, West Side Love Story by Priscilla Oliveras. Mm. Um, I thought it was really fun. It's a like closed door, so not super mm-hmm. steamy, but very entertaining. Um, it's a Romeo and Juliet retelling, um, minus the death, obviously. <laughs> so, of the two moods, it's kissing rather than killing. <laughs> it's kissing rather than killing. Uh, nice. They like meet at a new year's eve party and anonymously have a really good make out like kiss at a mm-hmm. bar and then think they're never going to see each other again and then find out that they are a um, member of rival families mar- mariachi bands and they're competing in a like battle of the mariachi huh. bands um sitch and they're tasked with um keeping the family feud from getting too crazy gotcha. so they're like helping each other out um also it's set in san antonio which is fun oh, for yeah, me. Oh yeah, is that the the one you said your home, your yeah, the address or like your in, in my neighborhood. In your neighborhood, that's what I meant. Yeah, that's yeah, fun... not in like specific, uh-huh. but there's a mention of like oh, in the mansion, like by the country club, and I yeah. live not far from the country club, and I was like, <laughs> and there's a mention of like oh, he gets out on like this road and then takes this to get to I ten to go into the city, uh-huh. which is exactly the route that I take to go that's into so San funny. Antonio. So I was like, mm, jarring. Never read about my own neighborhood in a book before. Um, but it was really cute. It was fun. Um, I, and then what? I was going to say, I had read one by Helena Hunting, The Good Luck Charm. Terrible book. Don't recommend it. <sighs> but it's set in Minnesota. And the college in it is the college where my parents went to. And it's in the town where I live. And so, like, my town was mentioned. And in The Unhoneymooners by Christina Lauren. Again, don't recommend it. But um, my town is also mentioned. But they also gave us a hotel that we do not ha- and have never had and i'm like you could have just one quick google search could have just not done that but well, you know i don't know on the flip side the Farrah rashan's boyfriend project series mm-hmm. are all set in austin which is where i went to school mm-hmm. uh so there are mentions of like that's so fun the university and also like there's different parks and things that they go hiking at and they go to restaurants on like sixth street downtown and stuff and i mean she lived in austin so like yeah she knows what she's talking about but that was mm-hmm. almost those also were fun to it's always really like, fun 
I live there. Less fun in historical romance because um, none of those are taking place in my hometown. No. No, no. Oh, no, you froze. Oh, no. I'm back. Oh, you're back. Be here. Um, And then the other contemporary, I think the only other one that I've read recently, because I've really been doing the historical thing, was In a Jam by Kate Canterbury. Mm, which we yes. For my book club. And um, it was too long. It's one of those, like, indie romances that I think suffers from the the too long syndrome and the we get paid by the page so yeah, the, the writer's gotta eat <laughs> um but i will say she like yeah. i do think part of it is just that there were so many different so things going happening. on which felt mm-hmm. very realistic to me it wasn't like overwhelming it was just mm-hmm. like he's a farm business owner with a lot of different like smaller projects and she's recovering from getting jilted and is like dealing with this will situation in this farm that she inherited and he's taking care of his niece whose mom is living of serving a life sentence and so the niece is like really traumatized and having a hard time at school so there's like a lot of things Mm -hmm. but i did have a good time that man is the most wife guy like it's a marriage of convenience Mm-hmm. And he just calls her wife all the time. And also they were friends in high school and then she left and he's been pining mm-hmm. for her the entire time. Mm-hmm. But he didn't think he was going to see her again. But now they're living next door. And then he offers yeah. to marry her so that she can inherit her farm. And it, that man is down so bad. But she doesn't know because he's really shy. On a scale of one to me, <laughs> where would you rate my, like, my potential of liking it you're a wild card i, I have a really hard time gauging it's, with you it's i fun think out here. i wouldn't recommend it to you now in the midst of this slump <laughs> okay damn it because i think yeah. it's too long for you it's i think too you long get for that mad. okay that's a valid and fair point i will say the kid i mean I do think she's written a little bit old for her age, but I also have, like, a precocious – like, my family, we tend to be very mm-hmm. precocious and smart as kids, so I didn't think it was that jarring. She's supposed to be six, and she does – she seems a little advanced for that. That's one criticism that I normally don't have fault with just because I think – Well, I was going to say you like, think, actually, you, you might enjoy this kid. Enjoy she's it, yeah. really, really heavy because, again, he's, like, mm-hmm. her sole caretaker. Um but she has like a potty mouth so she swears like a sailor and he's constantly like jenny you cannot say i'm like one of the bits is she likes to go like take care of the animals but one of her chores is she has to collect eggs from the chickens and she hates the chickens so you can always hear her being like you fucking asshole like berating the chickens (laughs) i i thought she was really funny um Mm -hmm. so you might enjoy that and also if you're into the wife guy thing i am and he's, like, a filthy talker. Like, he actually is kind of horrified by the things he wants to do to her. And it takes her being, like, no, actually. That's always very fun. That's a fun Please dynamic. do fuck me up against the barn wall. Like, and he's, like, no, I can't treat you that way. And she's very into it. So. Okay. I have, like, a lot of Audible credits to spend because, like, I just keep the subscription and then never purchase anything because the librarian Kobo. Um, so I won't buy it now. But I'll buy it. Well, maybe I should buy it now before it's, like, purchased by a traditional publisher and they hmm. make That's it impossible to buy. I um, don't know about the audio book because I read the digital book. Yeah. I've been interested by that one. I really love the spine on that book. Mm. The, like, physical copy. It's, like, the mm. jam Bon Bamon, like, thing. Oh, oh I didn't so know that. It's super cute. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I thought it was funny of too long. That one 
it was interesting cool. though. My part, my book club, half of us like enjoyed oh, really? it, and the other half was like, nope, didn't like it. So, <laughs> which I thought was interesting. Anyway, those wow. were my contemporary wrecks, I do believe. Okay, and I'll add another one. Um, Jasmine and Jake rock the boat by Sonia Lali. Um, I had really enjoyed um the holly jolly diwali um and that's the same author um this one was really fun again that one i don't even know if holly jolly diwali even mentioned sex i don't even think it really did um so like it wasn't jarring at all to not have it in in there um this one i will say the closed door hurt a little bit more because he was just very hot and like (laughs) i just i wanted to see the skills put to the test i will say that and it like took a pretty long time i think so like i didn't know what was gonna happen um but yeah it hurt a little bit but he got like pretty serious during footsie at like dinner one time and that was really fun <laughs> like it was just because they were on a, so the premise is that um her parents are going on like a um not like a retirement but for like retirees cruise okay um and she thinks that it's um for anyone she doesn't know that it's just for octogenarians um does that mean they're 80 okay probably not just 80 people well it's a fun word but seven i don't know septuagenarians and septuagenarians yeah probably 62 um whatever old people i was trying not to say old people but old people um so she gets on this boat and everyone's old besides her and then she sees this guy that she babysat one time a long time ago. So he's like a few years younger than her. It's not like a creepy. I mean, she babysat him sure. one time and just yeeted out of there. Um, and then it's kind of like, not necessarily like enemies. They're just, they get off on the wrong foot. She thinks he was an employee because he's wearing like the um, attire that would look like an employee, like a white button oh. up. He gets real offended. He's like, what? Um, and then they're just like stuck on this boat of them and it it was just really it was fun and cute um and oh yeah i'm like looking at my review now and the scene we were robbed of was in the shower yeah that it it hurt um but the footsie was fun so <laughs> i just love a good boat moment um and i had the cover has the northern lights and the day i read it i also saw the northern lights in minnesota so wow. happy little yeah happy little coinky dink there it's good luck. So that's 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 mine. Uh, this episode is so unserious. I can't. <laughs> um. Well, speaking of unserious, um, mm-hmm. I I did the bride goes rogue and the duke gets even. Yeah, you did. Both of them. We're about on par for me. I will say both of them lacked just, like, a little bit of the emotion that I wanted. It was, Mm -hmm. like, very physical heavy and then wrapped up kind of quickly at the end. And I was like, what? I think book four especially did that. Um, Yeah. I mean, Preston, too, did kind of, like, a light switch flip where he was like, oh, marriage. And I was like, you spent this whole book being anti-marriage. And now, here, whatever. I wasn't that mad about it. They were still, like, four stars. Um, Yeah, yeah. Did, what what did you give um the lady gets lucky was that still four two it was also was that four five? it was a four yeah it, they were all four um mm-hmm. but like a solid I mean yeah. I do love a four star uh 
I, I think I liked these better than that one. Um, but they were all about on par. And they sure were sexy. Yeah. I saw your I mean, update I when you that. started. The bride goes rogue. <laughs> and I remember when the arcs were going around whenever that came out. And simultaneously, all of us were just like, the hell? My king? Yeah, because the lady gets lucky. The rest- <laughs> yeah, the my king. Bye. <laughs> like right now, okay. somebody's like the review where they were complaining because they're like, I don't think they actually would have said fuck that much. And I was like, let that man say fuck. He was so horny the whole time. I love that book. Yeah, that one I didn't because I really loved the the lady gets lucky, um, and that was a five star one for me. Um, and so I wasn't expecting to love Preston's book as much, but honestly, I just love the commitment to really hot sex. <laughs> and i just had a i had a really I mean, fun time with the there gravel. is a commitment to that yeah like i thought the gravel like the gravel really worked for me because she didn't like i mean it wasn't like the longest thing ever but um i love when the woman is like intent on like making him grovel and like also just sitting with her emotions and isn't like forced to give up in like two percent like that one took a good amount of the ending um so that's yeah. true. Um, and also then I also was pleased mm. that Lockwood was sexually gifted yeah. as well. Oh, so. he was so sexually gifted. I was actually, I was like, wow, get it. Um, yeah. I mean, he may have a poor heart, but he sure can have mine. Like, just take it, Andrew. I, take it to the yeah. bank. Yeah. Yeah. He, he did something. So personal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um a horny duke who's into hair pulling it's so actually horny. so something yeah. that can be so personal <laughs> where's the lie uh um, yeah the way that i would hop across the pond for that man oh i'd hop i'd fast. hop skip and jump um he says jump i say hop high i'd use the empire state building as a like a pole vault and i'd just <laughs> jump right over that pond um i actually just became an olympic level swimmer um (laughs) we're just paddling just doing the doggy paddle um i'll get to your heart will never be stronger than after (laughs) um, yeah 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 that's all I, I don't even – I don't remember a lot of the details because those were a hot minute ago and I've read a lot of books since then. But I, mm-hmm. I do remember that both of those men were so sexually gifted. Mm-hmm. And I appreciated that. Yeah. Um, speaking of sexually gifted men, um, next one, reread. Who knew? Uh, Any Duchess Will Do by Tessa Dare. I just needed that book because it makes me feel things, both of which – are good feelings but they're two separate feelings sad and horny <laughs> it's, it's like a pretty heavy book it's the heaviest one in the series and like shit goes down but it does something so personal <laughs> just because like his mother is there and like it wakes up and he's like hitting on his mom because he doesn't know he's like she like knocked she like gave him drugs and knocked him out and drug him to spindle cove and so he's in the carriage and he's like feeling up her leg because he's like ooh, my one night stand nice and then she's like bro i'm your mom and he's like oh shit and then he's like you drugged me and then he wakes up and she's like you're going to get a wife and that's what's happening because i want a grandchild 
And he's like, I don't actually want a wife right now. So he goes in to Spindle Cove, which is, you know, full of spinsters. And she's like, pick one. And he's like, I'm going to pick Pauline, the, uh, like, barmaid or whatever. And so he's like, hey, want to be my duchess for a week? You have to, like, be terrible at it. And then you can go home and I'll pay you a lot of money. Because she wants to have, like, a traveling library of, like, smutty books. Um, So, honestly, she's great. I love her so much. Um, So she's like, sure. And um, basically it's just uh, his mother teaching her how to be a duchess and him being gifted sexually. Yeah. And there's just – I've talked about before, but there's a lovely scene towards the end. Um, That's, like, basically the – it's like right before the third act. She's like, we're like our social classes are just too different to like ever make this work. And then he like gets her over a desk and he like says all of his titles, all the courtesy titles, like blah, 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 blah. And he's like, but my name is this and my title is this and I'm your slave, Pauline. And it's so hot. Like, and the narrator, uh, she like Eva Kaminsky, she's so good. And then like during the scene, it's like, this thrust this thrust it's such a good scene um yeah so i read it for that and then there's just like the mother she was such a good character (sighs) it's a great book and you need to read it (laughs) and that that's that on that well i'll get there eventually you will our book club's next read is it A Night to Surrender, so. Oh, really? I need to, I've only read that one once. Well. I need to reread it. Somebody suggested she wanted to try historical romance. Well, the one who suggested it had read the Raycast with us. Gotcha. And uh, the most recent Christina Britton, so I'm slowly mm. but surely getting her into it. And she was like, I want to try one of those. And I was like, oh. <laughs> We can do a historical romance, my book friends. We can do that. Um, and if you so. read A Night to Surrender, you're so close to calling a Minerva. Just one book. Mm. Um, well, anyway, I read two Courtney Milans, um, although different series. So Her Every Wish is a novella that comes after the first book in the Worth saga, which I've now read all out of order. I read, like the third one and then like 2.5 or something there's a novella and then there's like a prequel novella from many years earlier that i'd also read and then i went back and read number one and now i've read 1.5 so i think the only one i'm still missing is number two i think gotcha whatever it doesn't really matter in the case of this one because it's like side characters that are in this Mm -hmm. novella um and it made me cry because courtney milan novellas yeah just make me cry i don't know what she puts in them a lot of feelings and probably some drugs um but her every wish is like kind of a side character who she's very poor well both of them are poor um but she enters this contest like somebody leaves a lot of money and there's like this contest that they're having it's like a stipulation that they have a contest and whoever presents like the best business idea wins the money to start their business Mm mm-hmm and it, nowhere does it say that no women are allowed to apply, but she's the only woman there. Mm-hmm. And they think that mm-hmm. she's a man until she stands up and is like, no. And she basically, like, gets laughed 
off and is like not very confident um or they do like an initial proposal the judges choose like four i think to go forward and then they have a week to like Mm -hmm. really prepare um but one judge picked her so she gets to go forward uh even though everybody was mean to her and her like former love who they had a really terrible falling out uh offers to help her prepare and be more confident he is a very interesting character his name is crash he is racially ambiguous like not even he really knows um he was like raised on the docks i think his mother was a prostitute so there are like three different men who all claim to be his father and like would come visit Mama him and him gifts and stuff yeah um and now he like lives with his aunts mm-hmm and just has a great time and all the women are attracted to him. But he was very – they had, like, a romance with her and then she said something really hurtful that she didn't realize was hurtful. But he oh. reacted badly and, like, lashed out at her and they have separated. And now he's back and he's selling, essentially, bicycles. But it's, there's a lot going on here. Wow. Bicycles aren't big yet and he's teaching her how to ride a bike. I don't know. I don't know. But I do know that I cried. They have this whole little romance where he's helping her out, and they're, like, reconnecting, and they've grown and changed as people, and I wept. Anyway, the other one uh, is the first – no, just kidding. It's, like, the fourth book (laughs) in the Brothers Sinister series, because why would I read books in order when I could just read this one? It's called The Suffragette Scandal. Um, She's, like, a suffragette who owns a newspaper, and he is presumed dead (laughs) – I love that. He, like, w- was – I think he's a duke, question mark, but his family was really terrible, and he was in, I want to say, France, and he, like, got left there and <laughs> during the war. No, no, like, they intentionally, like – I think his father, like, shipped him off to go work for a blacksmith because he was like, you need to learn your duty or whatever, um, thinking he would hate it, but he actually was really into it. And he got a very toned And then the body war happened. He sure did get a toned body. But then the yeah. war happened and he, like, went to, like, write to get him out. And his brother told the British, uh, what's it called? Uh, um, oh, my God. Oh, my God. What is it called? I, embassy, you're making- em- embassy. Embassy. Okay. <laughs> told the embassy that there was an imposter going around saying that he was, like, the, the guy. Oh, yeah. But when he went, they turned him away because his brother had told him that he wasn't actually who he said he was. So he got, like, trapped during this war and, like, tortured and all these horrible things happened to him. And everybody presumed him dead and his brother inherited. But now he's back and he doesn't want to be the Duke. And so instead he's just, like, coming to take vengeance on his terrible brother. And his terrible brother is trying to take down her newspaper who employs – a childhood friend of his so he like helps her without telling her who he is to get back at his brother there is a lot it was a good time though (laughs) i i was like the drama i was eating it up eating it up also the the, like friend who works for the newspaper that was like his Mm -hmm. child or really the younger brother of his best friend is the hero of the novella talks sweetly to me um in which he, uh, he i mean he writes for the newspaper and he's the one that writes uh the like ask a man column in this women's mm, newspaper that's fun 
And so it's like very snarky and funny. And he always signs it like Stephen Shaughnessy, actual man. Oh, yeah. You talked about that. <laughs> right. So when people meet him, they're like, can you do the yeah. actual man thing? <laughs> He's very fun. I like Stephen a lot. Huh. Anyway, so those were my Courtney Milans. That's fun. I, who knew, reread A Duchess by Midnight by Sherris Michaels. I needed some good old fashioned bird watching fucking, and I got it. <laughs> it's a great book. Good old um, fashioned. Good old fashioned happened in the past. History books have told me. Um, what kind of history number- books are you reading? Historical romance. <laughs> Um, it's the number three in Awakened by a Kiss, her series. Um, I liked all the books in that one, but this was definitely my favorite. Um, she's like the evil stepsister, basically. So you have Cinderella in the story and she's married to the prince. And so her name is like Sin and she's got the prince. And then, um, our heroine, Drew, Drew's Mina, um, it's like one of the like wicked stepsisters. And she also has another one who's actually kind of like not really wicked, just not a great sister. And then you've got like the evil stepmother. Um, and so she like was wicked in her past of just like being a kind of shitty person. Um, and she got over that because she got her heart broken. And then um, she became like friends with Cinderella and just like turned into a good person and started to do this business where she helps debutantes. Um get ready for society and so she's tasked to come to the castle and then there's also a duke who has been tasked to come to the castle who is like friends or something with the prince and um basically he his sister showed up with two wards or like her two daughters so he's basically now got like two wards and um they're trying to get them suitable for a season they were in a cult it was a whole thing um it was a wild book but it's like my favorite fairy tale retelling book it was just so much fun i loved them both like i said bird watching we gotta be quiet because the birds it's a really good book there was a wild amount of sex that i just wasn't prepared for um because neither of the other two books were like exceptionally like sexually gifted um but this one it was so much fun i don't I don't know. I mean, she really put everything into that one because it's great. And the cover is beautiful. Like, it's so pretty. That dress, I want it. Um, and yeah, that is a great book. It, you could totally read it as a standalone. So, yeah. So there you have it. Um, there there you have it. Speaking of fairy tale retellings, I also read the Eloisa James. Yes, you did. Because at midnight. Um, what was that for? Just shits and giggles or? It's for a secret project that I'm working on for Instagram. Nice. I was like, that was a really random one when I saw it. I was like, interesting. It, it was. It, there is a purpose. It may not There's be revealed method. for months yet. <laughs> because I do a thing where I'm like, oh, I should do a roundup of like historical yeah. romance wrecks for X thing. But then I only have a few. And then I'm like, well, I should find some like fairy tale retellings. I should find some friends to lovers. I should find Wait, some. If you need more fairy tale, read her Beauty and the Beast one in that series. Oh, I intend to read Great. the whole series. Don't get me wrong. We'll get there. Those two um, are so good. But it happened. And then I got sidetracked. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I don't have a lot to say. It was Cinderella, but with a twist, there was some all night edging. It was so fun. It was great. It was like edging via like a health book. 
like she got that like book <laughs> and he was like here archaeology was oh was, oh, oh well, i know what you're talking about yeah yeah like he like she had a book and he like told her that he'd come back for her and then she was like i don't want to read this because their dicks don't look like yours and they're not big and it wasn't girthy. it was like a steamy but but like one of those no ones that's like yeah it was, well it was like about sex yeah no was, like no but it wasn't like she didn't find it steamy because she was like this no i'm saying but you. it was like sexual diagrams yeah. and stuff it was yeah exactly yeah like health like that yes yeah it was very uh, fun. i have nothing else to say it was just a good time and the side characters were fun because mm-hmm. um, she was she was pretending like because she was one of the she was Cinderella and then one of the stepsisters needed her to pretend to be her um at this thing where she was already engaged so she wasn't supposed to be like flirting with the guy the prince and it was it, that was a fun one twas um speaking of princesses ooh i also read Seize the Fire by Laura Kinsale oh um, yeah which it's all fun and games it's all fun and games and helping injured baby penguins while you're stranded on a remote island. Wow. Until. Until. Until the PTSD kicks in and we start delving into the horrors of war. This was a great book. I will say 1989, which isn't a Taylor Swift reference. It's just. I was going to say, I was like, Um, welcome to New York. (laughs) uh, There's some unfortunate like pro-colonialism orientalism mm-hmm. stuff going on like a really kind of he has um like an egyptian servant essentially who follows him around mm-hmm. who's kind mm-hmm. of an unfortunate caricature and there's some other problem i think they spend some time yeah. in a arabian type country i think like it was it, so those elements not great unfortunately however i will say this um it was dedicated to vietnam war veterans and if you know that the narrative gets very layered because mm. it very much is like a post-Vietnam War yeah. book. Um, Interesting. So it's like a kind of an anti-hero scoundrel character who is a war hero. Um, <laughs> um, uh, yes. Yeah. Uh Anyway, he's, like, kind of a terrible person, but everybody – he's a war hero. Um, but not – it's, like, very clear that it's – sometimes it's accidents mm-hmm. where he ends up saving people's lives when he was actually trying to kill them. Like, it's not great. Um, and he's kind of a terrible person. Yeah. But nobody really knows that. Um, and she is a princess of, like, a tiny little European country, but she's been raised in the countryside in England to, like – I don't I think they like got her out because her uncle is terrible whatever I think her uncle like killed her dad there's a lot of drama she's been raised in the countryside reading a lot of philosophy and she wants to go back to her country and lead the people in a revolution for democracy and he is someone who has spent basically his entire life in naval service which he didn't even want to do in the first place um experiencing really horrific like the terrors of war and things um so it starts out as just like she engages in a lot of hero worship and needs his help to like smuggle her out and get her back to her country uh and he fully plans to just like betray and take advantage of her and then abandon her because he's like not a good person and then it very quickly becomes a narrative of like 
rich, idealist, privileged, sheltered people who don't know the realities of war Mm. versus the people who have to actually endure the war. Yeah. And they go on, like, all these – they end up in different countries and then they end up on a ship in, like, Australia and then they get stranded on an island and then they're taken prisoner by these – so there's a lot happening here. Um, Really intense PTSD. She also endures some things. It was, like, a very surprising ending. I mean, they end up together, obviously. It's a yeah. romance. But it really, it took me by surprise. Um, hmm. So quite lovely. However, do be aware of the Orientalism and all of that going in. Um, and also, again, like, really heavy PTSD and, like, horrors. Of, he saw and did some really awful things. Um, and also they experienced some, like, pretty awful. He gets, like, essentially waterboarded on page at uh. one point. They, like, leave her maid to go get raped by this guy who took over. Like, it's not great. There's a lot. There's a lot. So, uh, torture, war, death of innocence, slavery, all the things. All the things. However, it was a really excellent book. <laughs> not the death of innocence. <laughs> yeah, he he saw some things in that war. Oh. <laughs> it, it was rough. You come to realize why he is the way he is. Well, but but when they're stranded on an island, he helps an injured baby penguin who's been left behind by the flock and they raise it because they're stuck on that island for months. So they raise the baby penguin and then they have to, like, go help it back to the flock. And he is, like, really sad about it. (laughs) Well, sorry to that man. But also I just want you to imagine a grumpy scoundrel of a man with a tiny baby penguin on his boot just like chirping up at him and he's so embarrassed to have been caught taking care of this baby penguin (laughs) Mm. historical romance is so fun (laughs) yeah you have a baby penguin monkeys baby penguins dang hedgehogs hedgehogs gotta have them ferrets (laughs) ferrets oh dodger oh dodger Oh, Dodger, my Dodger. <laughs> or if you're Prince Harry, oh, Todger, my Todger. <laughs> Side note on that freaking Harry audiobook. Um, my dad is a shameless audiobook listener in the car, no matter what audiobook he's listening to. He listens to it very loud. Um, we do a lot of curbside pickup orders. And <laughs> we pulled up to Sam's Club and... And he's on the chapter – I am in the car. He's on the chapter of the Prince Harry book of where he's, like, talking about his frostbitten todger. And just, like – and you can hear it plain as day outside of our truck. And I'm like, Father, maybe turn it down a little bit. These employees don't need to hear about Prince Harry's frozen-off penis. And he didn't. So they heard it. I And that's all. I honestly do respect – the level of confidence yeah it's confidence because i will turn down music anything audio but anything it's going all the way down if i'm in an area where somebody could hear yeah no and i'm just looking at him just like are we serious we're doing this right now like (laughs) and i already didn't want to be listening to it like everything i've heard about that book is not necessarily against my will because like the first time i was like what and then i understood what it was talking about i was like oh and i was like okay now everything else is against my will um, I don't have any problem with him, but that book, the things I have 
listen to at this point. And I was forced to like listen to it in the car and it was just a, a wild time. Um, in another note for the book <laughs> that I'm going to talk about, no relevance, uh, One Fine Duke by Lenora Bell. Um, it's my favorite Lenora Bell book, I think. Um, it is number three in her School for Duke series. The, all the books are good. the one with the flowers? Yes, it's the daisies. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's such just – I love the dynamic of the two because he is, like, the stodgy older brother. Um, like, he's the Duke and he's, like, reserved and whatever. Um, and she is the daughter of, like, a spy master. No, she's the granddaughter of a spy master. And so she's, like, hell-bent on marrying this guy's brother, Rafe, um, who still doesn't have a book yet. I am so excited for whenever that man gets a book because he's been up to some ruckus. You know he's um, got to be hot because his name is oh, Rafe. He's got to be real hot because he was, like, running naked down the street being chased by his mistress's husband. Um, and Andrew had to go, like, rescue I don't know yeah. what it says about me that I'm like, oh, that's hot. It shouldn't yeah. be. He yeah. Was I mean, with a married woman. I know. But honestly, I mean, Drew is like my hero, like to a T, like he is perfect. But like Rafe could also get it, mm. you know, and he has mm-hmm. like a demon sex chair. He's got a lot of shit. <laughs> he has like a whole room full of like sex toys and they like discover it in his like house. And then she's like, what is this chair? And Drew's like, don't don't go to that chair and she's like what and she presses the button she gets like trapped in it turned upside down so her legs are like spreading further apart so she's like like ass overhead ankles spread and he's like well i i told you and she's very embarrassed and it's very fun um then they're like dildos and it's great so you know rafe gets up to it um but he's also like putting on like a shit like he's he's also a spy um, so she knows he's a spy. Drew has no clue he's a spy. So Drew just is like, my brother Rafe is a scoundrel. Um, why do you want to marry him? It's great. Um, I mean, so they- I would cite the chair. <laughs> why do I want to marry your brother? Sorry, did you not just see the sex dungeon? <laughs> exactly. And like, also, let's not forget his name is Rafe. <laughs> That's the name of a sexually yeah. gifted man, if ever I've heard one. It's not um, a lesson one, but lesson number three, Rafe is the name of a sexually gifted man. Um, Like, you can never name your kid Rafe. No. No. Absolutely not. Um, Yeah. So, I just, the forced proximity, because she's trying, because then Rafe gets kidnapped. Um, (laughs) So, (laughs) so they have to go rescue him, and they've got to, like, do all this spy historical romance. So. (laughs) i know and drew is just like he he doesn't even know that rafe's a spy like for half of this book she just doesn't tell him um and so he's just very confused and the forest proximity is great and there's a scene where he's like he wakes up and he's like wow i should masturbate because she's pretty and so he like stands up looks in the mirror is like preening and then like it's in front of the window and she's on the lawn hiding in a bush so she sees it all and she's like well why why is drew looking real hot and also doing that it's just a really fucking fun book and the cover is in the book he like has a dream where he's like pleasuring her in a field of daisies and i think it's in the epilogue where they like go off and find a field of daisies and um have fun in it it Lenora, she's a – I love her writing. I've never 
read a book of hers that I didn't like. Um, they're all so much fun. And yeah, the audiobook's great, but I think it's Beverly Crick. So like you, depending on that. But um, I don't think she did like a weird voice or, or anything for him or for her. They're both, I don't know, upper class. So um but yeah that one's so much fun you can tell like I've been reading all the ones with like fun sex scenes and like all that that are like memorable the demon sex chair mm, that was fun they didn't even do anything in it but it was just a really funny scene so well yeah that that's mine onward um Chauncey my last read of April because I'm still in April at this point. I know I feel like I probably am too relatable it's fine it's the last one is Hitch to the Gunslinger. Oh yeah, you did like Michelle that one. McLean. I did. Mm-hmm. I mean, it wasn't like a an absolute favorite, but I don't mm-hmm. read a ton of westerns. Her writing again because like old westerns, unless mm-hmm. it's written by like Beverly Jenkins yeah. or someone I don't I don't trust an old western written by a yeah. white lady. However, it was written like a couple years ago, so I'm ready. Um, she has some other ones. She has a lot of westerns that I want to read. Um, yeah, but Hitch, I don't know. There was something so fun. I was trying to find like movies with the same, like, but not a western. Yeah, with like just a bunch of men shooting guns. I want a romance well, movie that's set in the old west. It's when it's in Back to the Future when they have to go back to the old west, and Doc okay, has I- his cute little romance. <laughs> I don't want to watch future. Though. You have to. It's not. It's not even the first one. It's like two, maybe. No, that's the future. I think it's the. Third I think it's one. the third one. Yeah. So you have to watch Back to the Future three. Okay, I'm not gonna do that. I did, however, read Hitch to the Gunslinger, and I have the yeah. audiobook for the next one, so I will be reading that. Oh, as well. that. That's the um, one that I read first, and I liked that yeah. one out of the two. I think there's something so fun about mm-hmm. the silly little old west setting. Yeah. Uh, you got the saloon, you got all the townspeople, and they're, oh, the sheriff left, so here, you can be the sheriff, mm-hmm. you know how to shoot a gun. Uh, it, uh, he has the stupid horse that I almost included in the horse post roundup <laughs> just because I think she's so funny, where, like, she just goes to sleep, and everyone, he's like, yes, we know he's not going anywhere because his horse is taking a nap. She reminded me of my horse, frankly. The last time I rode her, which was years ago... <laughs> Lucy's so bad. She's so lazy and she loves food. Um, the last time I rode her, she we like walked around for a little while, you know, warming up and then uh-huh. we moved into a trot, whatever, and I was trying to get her to canter. And she went to the middle of the paddock, came to a full stop. I did not ask her to stop. I was trying to get her to go faster, in fact, but she ignored me, came to a full stop, wouldn't move. I, I was doing the things you do to get a horse to move she wasn't moving i got off of her she would walk then so i led her back to the barn i got a riding crop got back on the horse tried to get her to keep going she once again came to the center and then came to a full stop i was at this point whacking her with the riding crop which i should be clear if you don't like if you aren't around horses this isn't like a thing that hurts her really Mm -hmm. she's got a thick skin I could hit her with that as hard as I can, and she barely feels it. So, like, just to be clear, it's not like I'm whipping the horse. But I am hitting her with a stick, which is supposed to be like, hey, let's go. She's not even flinching. She's not moving. There is no forward motion. Eventually, I gave up and got off of her, and then she would move. She would move if I was off of her and walking her back to the stable. Um, 
I respect her grind. And that was the energy of Birdie, his horse. Um, I just had a good time. That's all. There wasn't anything mm-hmm. really like moving or stand out about it. Uh, it just was a good time. Yeah, that's that's how number two is. I predict you'll like number one more because we're opposite. And I had the opposite, but I liked them both. Um, number two was really fun. Um, I had read, I think I read the arc of it. Um, and then the audiobook I reread. Um, and it was just, there's, there's something about just like the recently written like his, Westerns that mm-hmm. just feel like very modern, but with yeah. cowboy hats. and It's just very you know, silly. It, it It is. Yeah. I uh, read the Prospector's Only Prospect. This isn't like a recommendation per se, because I do think the third act ruined it completely. Um, but for the rest of the book, it was five stars and it was very fun. Um, mm. And it was like a Western. The third act, honestly, I I would commit a crime <laughs> if I was feeling that rage again. But um, I'm more unhinged in that department than you That's are. So true. you may enjoy it. Just putting that we'll out see. there. <laughs> I'll see when the audiobook comes out. Um, yeah. I think it comes out in May sometime. So yeah um well the writing was really good i i did read another western uh Mm. marrying off morgan mcbride ah yes you'll bailed (sighs) which i suppose i shouldn't say too much about because i assume we're gonna do yeah um Mm -hmm. i think we're about on the same page i didn't like it as much as mcbride Mm -hmm. um i i I just the, the kit was like forced proximity over weeks and this one was like they only really knew each other for like a couple of days Morgan could be whacked with a stick a little bit, I think. Yeah, I still love him. Gear. Yes, it was. But... Uh, it still had like the cozy. Like <laughs> Morgan could be whacked with. A stick. <laughs> like... I could take a writing drop to Morgan and not in a hot. Uh, or also Lily, Lily and Bowman, and uh, that's true. Except Lily? that was that was Chekhov's saddle strap. Yeah, that At was least in a rogue. So you'd reenact it. She does actually <laughs> use the saddle. She does. Uh, the oh, God. That's book. another book. We'll get there. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think uh, I, I looked at your review and I agreed with pretty much everything you had said. And I think mm-hmm. we're about on the same page. But Amy Berry's writing is so, so funny. Good. And there was sex. And there was sex, yeah. which was a surprise. Um, mm-hmm. It was just really charming. Junebug, yeah, I think, was a little bit too much of. But I love Junebug. So I wasn't even yeah. like, that mad about it. It lost the plot a little bit when she went back to that. When she had to go in that town. Yeah. I agree. I was like, what are we doing? But the rest was great. <laughs> yeah. I would agree yeah. with that. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, I like the vibes. Yeah, I like the, the vibes quirky were rom-com western vibes. Mm-hmm. Um, I have the audiobook to reread uh, before we do our episode whenever that may be. Um, yeah. Yeah, Just so vibes. the vibes killed it. Um, I still like Kit McBride better, as do you, but I, I had a good time. So those were my... Mm-hmm. It my scratches reference. a different itch, I think. I it think does. they both do a little bit different things. It does. Cool. Well, I think I read this one in... Let me see. This one was still April. Good for me. Uh, this is my last April one. Uh, Ruby Ramos's Recipe for Success. Uh, just a very standard, like, sweet... YA um there's like a cooking competition which was really fun 
I've read a few other ones with cooking competitions, um, and I enjoyed those elements of this one a lot. Um, again, I love YA high school ones because they are so focused on getting into college, and I've already done college, so I can sit there and be like, ha, 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 I don't have to do that, and good luck to you. Um, gives me some sense of inner peace. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I do think there's a wild thing in YAs now where every book is about getting into like an Ivy League school. Mm. which I'm just like that seems like a lot of stress (laughs) more stress than I went through and also I feel like if you were a young adult reading these YA books and all of these kids are just going into Ivy League I think that's like I think if I was a YA person a YA if I was a young adult a YA person if I was a YA um (laughs) (laughs) I'd be like Uh, but the youths (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to use i'd be like but why not the state school um there are a few exceptions to that and i think this one like made up an ivy league for the heroine like because they had like real ones i don't think it's a real college if it is sorry to the people who go there um but it still was really fun and the romance was like way down on the ladder of like things that were being dealt with so it's not even really like a YA romance. The guy's on the cover, um, but it's like a very like pretty low angst, like sweet. He's a surfer mm-hmm. and they meet and he tutors her in math. Um, but like just her in general, I liked her a lot. Narrator was great. Um, and again, the cooking was just pretty soothing. And um, I definitely bought some desserts <laughs> to to feast on. So, yeah. Um... May reads. Uh, it, it's all historical romance for me. I read To Swoon and To Spar mm-hmm. by Martha Waters. Um, it ha- None of the following books have reached the pinnacle that is the first book and in the that first series. One I, yeah. They just can't quite get there for me, but this one I think got the closest oh, that's of good. them so far. It has that like really – I think the later two have been a little bit too serious. Like they're still silly and fun, but they just aren't the like sheer ridiculousness of the first one. This mm-hmm. one – reached that i think into that level with the premise <laughs> of penvale has been trying to get the his like they had to sell off everything that wasn't entailed or whatever and so the, the this his childhood like country estate they had to sell off to this really awful uncle oh um, awful uncles and he's not really in it he's really just there because he lives there um and he hasn't <laughs> he refuses to sell it back um and so penvale's been like gambling and getting money and trying to make enough money to buy this estate back if if i was in a romance novel i wouldn't be the heroine i'd be the person who's there because she lives there (laughs) (laughs) that would be my role i Um, wouldn't be made at all relatable well he has this ward and Mm. he's again kind of a terrible person he's not like evil he's just like not a very good guy um and he wants the ward off his hands so he sh- basically is like i will sell you the estate for this oh. amount of money if you marry my ward oh um and penvale's like you know what bet i'm not going to force her to marry me so we have to like meet and make sure mm-hmm. that it's okay uh but noted uh the ward she's like very shy she i really like her actually she comes off as very mean to other is she characters. the heroine yeah what did i say okay well, you said the ward. I didn't know oh, if, like, sorry. it was, like... Yes, that's the hero. Okay. Um, cool. I mean, she's, like, 18, 20-something mm-hmm. in there. Um, I enjoy a shy heroine who comes off as mean because relatable. Um, 
but she's just like very awkward and she wants to continue mm-hmm. like living alone at this estate and not deal with it so she agrees to marry him but her plan the reason the uncle is selling the estate in the first place is because she wanted to get him out of there so she and the servants ganged up and haunted it <laughs> And made him think there was a ghost. Like, they put, like, a bloody child's christening gown in oh his God. bed and then made it vanish. Like, Jesus all these Christ. things. Um, but she went too far, and now he wants to sell it. So she's like, this time, I'm going to marry this guy, and we're going to haunt him just enough that he, like, moves back to London and leaves me here to live in the house. So the the premise of the book is her and the servants haunting this like gothic estate to try to scare him out of it um but also they're like kind of into each other uh and it was it was very silly it wasn't as silly as the first one but i i did like the haunting aspect um like a lot of fun it was a good time it was very silly and fun um that's (sighs) it that sounds that sounds like the, the dose of medicine I need. <laughs> um, another reread because I've had terrible luck. I'm looking at all the ones I didn't like, and I'm like, wow, <laughs> you're a hater. <laughs> um, the Counterfeit Scoundrel by Lorraine Heath. Um, that one I read last year. Still, I think four stars. Not my favorite Lorraine Heath. Um, but. I mean, not my favorite Lorraine Heath is still, like, our Lisa Kleypas mm. scale of, like, not the best Lisa Kleypas is still a really good book. Yeah. Um, this one was just fun. He would pretend to be a scoundrel um, to, like, break up marriages. So, basically, he had a friend back in the day um, who had, like, a, I think, a servant or someone who needed um, to get out of a marriage. So, he pretended to, like, cheat with her. Um, so that the wife could, you know, get divorced. Um, and then he just kept doing it because like, she kind of like spread that around that he was like a good guy to like help. So then he just kept like getting these women being like, Hey, can you pretend to do this so that we can, um, you know, sue for divorce. And then he's been sued several times and all of that. Um, and so, you know, he is fine with his reputation being really shitty. Daisy is a private eye, kind of like a um private investigator basically um for this guy who thinks that his wife is cheating on him um and so she's like now in his household the hero's household and um he knows pretty quickly that she doesn't really seem like a servant um but then there's the whole kind of shenanigans of her being in the servant and him kind of knowing so then he's kind of trying to like trip her up um there's like a very cute side romance would kind of get into like spoilery territory so i won't really mention it but that was fun um chocolates involved um she like pours some chocolate on his head which was great and then he pours chocolate on her in a sexual way um yeah it was it was a fun book um relatively low angst i think um the ending maybe like i can't really remember what the third act was um i think it maybe was a bit like what but um as a whole very solid book and the audiobook was good as well um i only got a couple more actually same um this one interesting because i know you don't like it and i know it's a controversial one that a lot of people didn't like trying to remember i it's not a favorite but i did have a good time the princess stakes amelie howard oh 
I was really trying to remember. I was like, what book did I? I, I remember. I saw that. Yes. Because we're opposite. So you, you liked that one. You didn't like the blue one. I liked the blue one. Yeah. It wasn't as good as Look the third us. one. I didn't like yeah. love it. Um, but I do think yeah. Sarani is a really fun character. Mm-hmm. I really I liked the, the heroine. I loved um, them on the boat. That was fun. Yeah, I honestly I have forgotten the plot already. Um, I just remember the I'm, boat. I am turning into you, so I I, I can't <laughs> give us. you a ton of information. This is beyond great. That. I mean, terrible, but great. I just liked the vibes. Yeah, I had a good time. She was a fun heroine. I don't remember much about the hero. He was a dick initially, and that did kind of rub me the wrong mm-hmm. way. But he like recovered enough that I was like, fine. Yeah. Um, and that is really all I remember. I remember that and that mm-hmm. she has sick knives strapped to her legs that she like sick whips knives, out. Sick knives, bro. Sick knives. Um, and uh, uh, and also somebody was like sent to kill her. That's news to me. Yeah, I just really remember. She was fleeing and somebody came to kill her. Yeah, yeah. So she's she was like being forced to marry this really shitty guy. The the. The overarching plot is what really got me down in that book because um, she was of, like, royalty, right? Right. And um, the her father was killed because of a Yeah, coup. her cousin killed her father. Yeah. And so then over. she was being made to marry this, like, old, crusty asshole. That was um, pre-her father's death, though. Yep. And so then she thought that she could just escape. So she gets on the ship, I think. Yeah. yeah. And then he's the... He was old. They so they had like a child. Like they were in love once, right? Yeah, and it was then, like a little um, fling, and they yeah, were gonna so run away together. But then it didn't. People work. told them each thing, so then they had to go separate ways, which I right. wasn't a huge fan of. And then she's on his boat, and then he's pissed off at her, so then he makes her like wash the boat and do all this, and then she has like blistered hands. He's like, "Oh my god, she has blistered hands." All that, and that's that's all I remember. <laughs> uh, that's like a majority of it. They get to they agree to a fake engagement when they get- yeah to england so that originally he wants to marry her Mm -hmm. uh, and she won't do it and so he's like fine we can just pretend to be engaged because it'll get his mom off his back and also yeah protect her Mm -hmm. so they go through with this like fake engagement thing and then the ex the the other fiance and somebody who's somebody else there was like politics that i didn't fully follow um Mm -hmm. and i just didn't care enough and it honestly did not impact my reading experience um, mm-hmm. because I was really just there for the vibes. So, controversially, I thought the vibes were a good time, and that's uh, that's all I have to say. Cool. <laughs> Looking at my next ones, hate, 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 loathe entirely. Uh... <laughs> all right, Grinch. <laughs> I'm the, I am the Grinch. I'm gr- G-inch or whatever. G-R-inch. G-R-inch. <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> I wouldn't. <laughs> I probably don't need to be. Uh, you know, if you're I'm looking for a wild time, re- uh, listeners, that it's actually my memoir. That? So, um, I uh, sent it to Sam. You did. Well, we talked about it in our Lord of Scoundrels episode. Yeah, so. and then I sent it to her afterward. Grinch and Guile, the Grinch second person Guile. erotic Grinch novel. It's because it's my memoir. So, really, I, if it's your memoir. Are you the narrator? I'm or both. You... <sighs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So again, another reread. 
Four Weeks of Scandal by Megan Frampton. Um, if you've ever seen the movie Funny Farm with Chevy Chase, um, basically in that movie, they are like a newly married couple. They're very cute and very happy. They move to a small town. They get a nice deal on a very cute house. Um, and then immediately it turns into like a money pit. The mailman is terrible. The townspeople are weird. Everyone hates them. There's like a dead body in the yard. It's like a, a terrible house to own. They were duped. Um, but so the, like halfway through the movie, they basically are getting like going to get divorced. They are in dire straits because they're so unhappy and, um, they're trying to sell this house now. And they're like, how do we sell this house that's terrible with a dead body in the yard and with like terrible neighbors and a terrible town and a terrible mailman. And so they pay everyone in the town to um, like be good (laughs) Um, so they can like sell this fake like Christmas idyllic um, town. And um, yeah, it's a cute movie. It's fun. It's like 80s, I think. Um, so similar vibes, not similar plot. Um, basically these two, um, their fathers were big into gambling. They gambled with each other all the time. It was like a rivalry. And in the past, her father had like gambled her off to his father because he wanted her to marry him. Like the, she, the heroine to marry his younger son, the hero. Um, in the first book of the series, um, that's the older sister, I think. And then she like wins the sister back in a game of cards. And the the hero in that book was a Duke. He loses his title, goes to work at her bar that she owns. And it's a whole thing. Um, in this book, the younger sister is striking out. They inherit this uh, house from her father who has recently died. And um, she gets there and there is a very naked man in her pond, which is not a euphemism. It is the truth. <laughs> And she has a dog, a big dog, I believe, named Mouse. Maybe no, Mouse is the Christina Britton. Yep. Um, it's just a big dog, and then he has a little dog. Um, and he like is out of the pond now, and he's naked. And she's like, "Whoa, you're pretty," but also, "Why are you here?" And he's like, "This is my house." And she's like, "No, this is my house." And then it's like they have to find they have to search this old house and find the deed to see like who actually owns it because their fathers were like so known to pass the house between them um and in the like process they have to pretend to be engaged because um the people like they're gonna be living together they have nowhere else to go and so they have to like make it look like it's kind of acceptable and then they have they hire like a maid and they hire a cook and the cook's really bad and the maid is like what and it's just like the dynamics there's like an old joe i think who just like moves in because he's old and his name is joe and he's i would die for old joe um the dynamic it was just a really fun book it was funny old joe Um, because he's old (laughs) and his name is joe sure yeah can't argue with that logic old joe made me weep it was such a cute he was such a cute old man um and so like they just keep like inheriting like townspeople who live in their house and then it's just very low angst not much like happen it's just a really fun book and um i actually get this i listened to the audiobook knowing that it was uh justine air narrating and i had actually because i had started reading the physical book 
um, back when I first read it. And then I needed the audiobook. And then I was like, oh, my God, it's just an error. And it was fine. Like, if I already was liking the book, like, she's – honestly, she's grown on me because Rosalind Landor has, like, really taken that crown. Um, and so I thought the audiobook was really fun, too, and would recommend that as well. So – and I also just watch Funny Farm. It's a great movie. There's some like taxidermied animals that get stories made out of them. It's good. <laughs> Weird, but good. Or Money Pit with Tom Hanks. I mean, that's another good one. Uh, I don't know. So I will take your word for it. Um, Last Smart. one, Wild Card. It was a wild card for me as well because I didn't know what wild to card? expect. No, it was a wild card because <laughs> I like... did not – it came out – it it would have been five, but there were a couple of things that it just didn't quite work, and so it ended up mm. being four, but it was one of those where, like, the vibes mm-hmm. were five stars, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, Shocked. It's called A London Season. It's by Joan Wolfe. It's from – hold on. Let me find the year. Because it's an old school one that I fully, I was looking for, like, childhood friends to lovers. And it also coincidentally worked into my horse girl post. It's from 1981. Oh, wow. I, I don't know how to explain. Like, the vibes were so good. It was unlike, I feel like, any other historical. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's a childhood friends to lovers situation. They're both horse mad. She... That's just important. It's important to the plot. She, at age six, is basically obsessed with riding her pony and nothing else. Um, her parents die. This doesn't really affect her because it was one of those situations where, like, they she, like, saw them once a day. And mm. they didn't really bother, like, raise her much. So when mm-hmm. they die and she's six, she's basically just like, do I get oh, to keep no. living here? They died. Yeah, she's fully. And also, it's a, she's, like, a really interesting, like, kind of prepossessed like young person like every interaction that adults have with her i thought you meant like prepossessed by a demon oh (laughs) that's just possessed it's like well yeah i was like she's getting ready to be possessed no she's just like very i don't know how to describe she's like very precocious and independent and yeah like every adult that interacts with her is like charmed but also so like finds it so jarring because they're like who is this little person who is completely indifferent to me. Anyway, she basically is like, do I just, like, do I get to keep living here? I think they're in Ireland because mm. I think she's Irish. Um, she's like, do I get to keep living here? No, the air is moving in. No. Um, so they send her and her nanny or wherever, govern, whatever she is, to go mm-hmm. live with her uncle, who is now her uh, guardian. Who is like a young, he's like 20 something. Um, he's a fun character. He he just like inherits this six-year-old girl and is like, she's really into horses. She seems cool. <laughs> um, he also is really into horses. He's got all the stable and all these horses and stuff. So he's into that. Um, and he kind of just lets her do whatever she wants. Um, also at obsessed with horses is seven-year-old to her six, uh, David who is, like, a local kid who, like, comes and works in the stables and stuff. And they they get Jane two ponies, and they said, well, he can, like, ride with her and, like, show her around. Uh, and mm-hmm. so then from that point over that forward, that's basically David's pony, and they ride together all the time, and they hang out. And they, like, literally spend all their time together. And they're best friends. And the interesting thing about this book is that it's, like, childhood friends to lovers. 
but it's not you don't get like a prologue where they're kids and then the rest of the book is they're adults or like are they just kids flashback huh is are they like you don't get a prologue where they're kids so like no you get it literally follows them from childhood kids a lot okay yeah but it, okay. I mean, it doesn't. It's like not, they're not like six and seven the whole time. Yeah. But it spends time with them in like every stage of their life. Oh, weird. Um, yeah. Because they're only they're like seventeen and eighteen at the end of the book when they really? like end up together. Yeah. So they huh. you like really follow them through their lives and going through like David like has an affair with an older woman and Jane is an, an affair. They're not together at that point. Yeah. But like, so he's doing that. He becomes he's like very gifted with horses and he becomes the trainer at a super young age. And it's, like, wild because this kid is a trainer, but he's, like, super gifted mm-hmm. with horses. Jane is also obsessed with horses. They And the the plot is them taking her to London. Her uncle ends up getting married, and so the wife is involved. And they, they're they trying to, like, get her to marry. <laughs> but, but she's, like, literally not concerned with marriage at all and just is obsessed with David. And David is in love with her, obviously. Um, and there's, like, a very charming, handsome man who, like, everyone is in love with, so they're confused why she's putting off saying yes to his proposal, and then somebody starts trying to kill David also that's in there. Um, I don't know how to explain, it's just, like, so funny and charming, especially when they're kids. It was just so much fun. The audiobook was pretty good, too. So. There's an audiobook? Yeah. Interesting. I listened on Scribd. Horses, 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 horses. It was a lot about horses. Um, it wasn't crazy though. It was mostly them loving horses. It wasn't. Nay. I don't know. It was just such a good time. I was so shocked because I was like, okay, this is a random book from 1981 that I'm gonna read because I was. Where did you for... find it? Like, why? I quite literally googled childhood friends to lovers historical romance and found like a Goodreads list. Huh. And it was on there. And it had a really short description that was just like, nobody can figure out why Lady Jane Fitzmorris is, like, not marrying this hot, handsome guy and instead just wants to hang out with the horse trainer. And I was like, a horse trainer? Childhood friends to lovers? Intriguing. I don't know. I It was just a, a such a good time. Huh. I love that for you. Yeah. It was so, so, so random. Um, That's it. That's my last one. I just, that book came out of nowhere. And now I'm like, why is this one of my new favorite books? That might be a stretch, but it was a good time. (laughs) (laughs) Let me, let me backtrack. (laughs) It was only four stars. I don't know. I feel like it's going to stick with me. Yeah, maybe you'll reread it and then it'll be five stars. And you know, there were a couple of things that I I don't Um, think we're going to. Unfortunately. That's okay. Another one buys the dust. That's that's fine. I still had a great time. Cool. Well, on to my last one. If Goodreads decides to load, which it's not going to. Oh, yeah, it did. Um, I read uh, book three in the Byronic Book Club series by Amy Rose Bennett. Um, mm. I've read all of the books in that series, and I've loved them all. Well, this one is my least favorite, so, like, loved maybe is a stretch but like i really liked it i enjoyed it um and it's called tall duke and scandalous it's the green one there have been a lot of green ones and i've read them all uh the megan frampton the lorraine heath and this one and this is the only one i'm talking about in this episode so do with that what you will and um i just really love her writing i think it's really fun the first one really stuck with me um 
the the humor in it really was just like my my kind um and so this one basically um she is just a girl on a mission and that's to get money because she's being blackmailed (laughs) yeah she's being blackmailed her mother's a gambler yeah her mother has like put up the family bookshop as collateral for this loan or this gambling debt family bookshop i know the family bookshop with a really cute old like grandfather he's adorable um yeah so the mother sucks but grandfather's great um and so she really just needs money and she gets left behind at this ball because her stepsister um and her mother leave because the mother has a headache and the stepsister is not bad it's not like a wicked thing um but she's like having her coming out season and jane is like on the shelf because she was in a um, carriage or a dog cart whatever that is a dog cart a wow dog cart accident in her past with the man that she was going to marry he crashed the dog cart she got a wicked scar on her face he jilted her because he was an asshole wicked scar bro (laughs) You just did that symbol for a long time before you said anything. I didn't want to interrupt you you in the middle of a... I thought you were just going to keep doing that. And I was like... Oh, nice. Um, (laughs) And so she's just like... She has no illusions of love. Like, she knows men suck. And people look at her scar. And so she's used to just kind of being left on the shelf um so she's having to walk home and she's hoping she can like find a like hail a hackney cab and then she stumbles upon the duke of roxbury's um house and she can tell there are a lot of people going in and out um so she goes inside and just basically orgies are happening um (laughs) your garden variety of orgies when you said that you said just basically orgies, and I thought you were using it as a verb, like she goes in under orgies, and I was like, I've never heard that used as a verb. <laughs> Is she just orgied all over? Um, no. Um, there are just orgies Got going yep. on. Yep. There's like like topless piano and topless dance there's a lot of shit happening and so she steals away into the library because she's like wow that's not my scene um she finds like rare and um you know first edition books and she's like wow what if i stole this and sold it because i know the value of books because my grandfather owns a bookstore and paid off my mother's debts and hopefully paid off my blackmailer and she's in the process of tying it to her leg when, obviously, because you know he's going to be there. Christopher Marsden, the Duke of Roxbury, is like, hi, nice leg. Give me back my book. You're fascinating. <laughs> he's being a great sport about this. He's being robbed, but he's also into it. Hi, nice leg. Give me back my book. You're fascinating. <laughs> That's- honestly the vibes like he he's just like really into her he's like staring at her she's like why is he staring at me is it my scar that's kind of rude but he's just like really studying her face he's like just very like captured by her spell um 
And so he's like, how about you come back tomorrow and we'll settle this because you're a dirty little thief, but also I'm fascinated. And so she's like, fine, just please don't like send me to jail. Not a dirty little thief. <laughs> so she comes back the next I'm day. Dirty little <laughs> I love that song. Um, okay. As um, opposed to Elton John's Dirty Little Girl, which is wildly different vibes. <laughs> Not in a hot way either. He's like, somebody <laughs> give you a bath. <laughs> I've never heard that song. You should look it up. I can't explain it. Everybody, <laughs> if you're listening, pause. Go listen to Dirty Little Girl by Elton John. Experience that. Be like, these are weird <laughs> vibes. And then come back. <laughs> okay, you're. are you back? Have you listened to the song? What did you think? Did you think from the title it would be about one thing and then you got something else? Which is vaguely violent against women. Yeah. Oh my god. I mean, I love Elton John, but yeah. that song didn't give me what I wanted when I saw the title. <laughs> oh my god. This is a saga. He's like, someone oh. grabbed that bitch by the ear. And you're like, oh, whoa, Jesus. what did she do? She's, She's a, dirty a dirty little girl. girl. <laughs> wow. Anyway. Anyway. Um, our dirty little thief enters the chat again and comes to his his establishment, which is his home. I don't know why I said establishment. And truly, <laughs> <laughs> so unserious. I don't know. And he's like, "So here's the situation. I am assuming you need money. Here's the sitch. I'm Kim Possible. Um, I'm assuming you need money, and I need you. And so, how about we get married?" And the reason he needs her is because murder attempts have been happening against him, of course. And one of them unseated him from his horse. The bullet, like, grazed his head. And ever since then, he's had facial blindness, which I've, like, heard of before. But this is, like, the first time I've, like, read Mm. about it. So, like, he doesn't recognize his own face. He doesn't recognize anyone's faces. So he, like, will see their face. And then immediately when he turns away... They could mm-hmm. be a stranger. So, like, no one in his house, like, he doesn't recognize anyone. Like, he knows, like, the gate or, like, the whatever, like, different clues for people. So, like, he knows his valet um, and stuff. But – and the valet knows, but he's, like, one of the only ones, maybe, like, a lawyer or something. Because if anyone finds out, he could be, like, um, removed from his seat and his title because people would just throw him in, in the sa- like, an asylum. Um, and so he doesn't want anyone to know. And so, like, social functions are really hard, so he's, like, made himself look like this rake and this libertine because he can just, like, be very cool and aloof and pretend he doesn't care about people when he just doesn't recognize them. Um, So he needs a wife because she could help him in social settings, but also she could be on the lookout for the people who are trying to murder him because he knows that the same, like, type of man is coming after him, but he can't point him out in a crowd because he doesn't know what he looks like, which is very fascinating. Mm -hmm. I I was like, oh, my God. It was just a very – this is what I was alluding to when we were talking about right. um, the artfully yours. Yeah, that's what it's called. Um, and so it was just a very interesting premise. And I respected Jane so much for being like, yeah, I'm going to secure the bag and this incredibly hot Duke. And again, Christopher Marsden is like a hot name. The Duke of Roxbury, like, honestly, all the stars. It's not an art. Like, it's not Rydstrom. It's not Reese. It's not Rafe. Like, he made do. It. <laughs> <laughs> it it was it was a fun book um again not my favorite in the series but like 
her writing is really fun and um it pulled me a little bit out of the slump i wasn't fully on the shore but i wasn't like underwater at that point so and that one comes out in august 8th wow (laughs) i forgot that's an arc so yeah it gave you a very detailed summary of that arc so sorry but it happened because i have nothing else to give you that is like one of the only new books that i've read that i have enjoyed um yeah it was read now in neck alley i don't know if it still is but go request it if you're curious and with that our tbr doomsday comes i mean we still managed to talk for like two hours yeah so go us is that Endless, something to applaud? Endlessly fascinated on our abilities of <laughs> speeching. Our abilities of speeching are ceaseless. Uh-huh. Endless? That probably <laughs> makes more sense than ceaseless. ceaseless. What are words? Didn't make sense in that context. It's fine. I mean, I, neither did um, speech was speeching. That's, that's true. So That's a valid point. I led you astray. <laughs> yeah. Like the Pied Piper. Just... <laughs> piping away all i think of is shrek is it like shrek 4 with the pied piper i think and rumpled still skin no no i haven't seen that and then and then the pied piper is just like and then everyone's like yeah that's a weird movie i saw a tiktok another one earlier today of a guy reviewing um target's uh gay pride line is out which of course is a mixed bag, um, <laughs> to say the least. So he was reviewing it, and one of the shirts, most of them are bad, um, but admittedly funny. Uh, one of them says, better out than in. And he, he was like, is that a quote from gay icon Shrek? <laughs> better out than in, I always say. <laughs> I just live next. Our gay icon Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> oh oh nice um that's it that's all i got yeah well well there you have it um (laughs) i actually have nothing to add on to that yeah and now i'm gonna go listen to the soundtrack of shrek the musical oh god low-key there's some bangers i've never watched it the costume scared me too much oh that's valid that's (laughs) That's so fair. Uh, I don't love it as a whole, but some of the songs, they do be banging. They do be banging. They they do. That, Honestly, I'm going to make that the title they of do this be episode. Ba- <laughs> um, you know who else do be banging? This isn't a book that I recommend. Oh! Um, but I did oh, no. read uh, the Taken by the Earl. Mm-hmm by carol mortimer it is an erotic historical novella the only reason i read it is because i read on the internet because i read on the internet that they bang on a horse and i said that sounds awful let me read it um i it wasn't good 
the plot was low-key kind of fun. The premise is that she overhears, she's a widow, she overhears mm-hmm. two people having really awful sex, like the man is being really horrible to the woman mm-hmm. and, like, abusing her and such. Um, but it's because he agreed to kill someone for her, and that's her, like, payment. Um, and then she he's finds like- out that it, he's gonna kill this Earl who just inherited at this very scandalous house party. So she goes to said scandalous house party where she orgies. And I'm just kidding. She doesn't orgy, but there are, uh, it's scandalous. What a great use um, of that word. Uh, and she waits in his bedroom and he had seen her arriving and was like, oh, she's hot. I would like to fuck her. Um, mm-hmm. And then surprise of surprises, she's in his bedroom. And he, without letting her get a word in edgewise, first makes her come solely by sucking on her tits. So there's that. And then she's like, wait, I'm not here to have an affair with you. I'm here to tell you someone's trying to kill you. And he doesn't really believe her, but then he does later. And they just, like, continue an affair for some – not really an affair. An intimate relationship for some reason while also trying to figure out who is trying to kill him. And she goes to stay with him in Scotland for a while. So it was kind of entertaining figuring out who was trying to kill him. I can't say that I really enjoyed the rest of it. There were some like linguistic like sex words used that I really didn't like and just like linguistic generally... sex words. Oh well, that was more like I changed direction on the sentence in the middle of it. Uh, but whatever. The I like is... I like linguistic sex sure. words. It gives it, it gives so, me what I need to know. I didn't love it. Notably, however, the rumors are true. They did bang on the horse. It was kind of him trying to, like, punish her because he thought she wanted to leave. And so he was like, you'll never forget me. We're going riding. No bloomers for you. And she's like, that sounds uncomfortable for me. And he was like, I'll be riding Dante and you'll be riding me. So they quite literally, like, she, he is inside her while they are riding the horse. And she comes repeatedly. And then they run into his, like, steward and his new wife. And she has to, like, try to have a conversation and then she passes out. So, why did I tell you this? What was the impetus? They do be banging. They do be banging on a horse. <laughs> so, pour one out for Dante, that poor, poor horse. Wow. That premise sounds so fun. Sad that the book didn't live up to it. Yeah, I mean, it might work for some people. Um Novellas, especially erotic novellas, are hard for me because I'm like, yeah. you didn't have one conversation this entire time. You just had a lot of sex. And now you're in love? Question mark. But like I yeah. said, could work for some people. Wouldn't recommend it to you just mm-hmm. solely because she is a huge fan of the word nubbin. Oh, that's the ling- linguistic sex word. That's one of them. Uh, nubbin. Nubbin. Nubbin comes up. A lot. Yeah, that word I'll never understand. I don't know it what just... to tell you. There's a fun spanking scene. That's that there. I think they... They, like, bang it out in the stable at one point. You know, it. it's a time. It's a time to be alive. I read it. I said, well, I sure did read that. And sometimes that's what happens when you read a book. <laughs> Sometimes you, you sure finish a book it. and you just go, well, I sure did read that. <laughs> Where's the lie? Can't be found. It's John Cena. I'm, I'm looking. I'm searching. <laughs> searching the horizon. I you were, like, saluting me. No, no, no. I'm searching. Like, I'm looking on the horizon, looking for the lie, and I'm not finding it. Well, there you have it. All right. 
uh we should yeah. wrap this up so consider it wrapped like a, <laughs> like safe sex why what i don't know consider it wrapped sounds like something you would do with a condom that you have to tie with a string i have a vivid i hesitate to call it a core memory but it's it is like a vivid memory from my like childhood that is pretty Uh clear i mean childhood like sixth grade not like childhood childhood but you know middle school light Um, childhood there is a restaurant you know like i think it's like a chain kind of does like tex-mex whatever not far from here it's called willie's and we would go occasionally because they would do like school fundraiser nights where like a certain amount of it would go to the school whatever and i have a clear memory of going with a couple of my friends and we were standing outside and i was like willies wrap it before you tap it and they were so mad at me but i think that was so funny of sixth grade me even though our parents were like five feet away the student becomes the teacher (laughs) yeah was it done yes is it what i think of every time i pass willies yes wow what were Um, they expecting naming that restaurant that i don't i do agree there was probably some some chuckles being chuckled uh speaking of linguistic sex words before we go um i'm gonna i think be rereading regarding the dude by grace calloway because that's a freaking hot book. Some weird-ass sex words. I gotta tell you that, to be honest. Um, I think, like, veiny, meaty stock or something like that. <laughs> that. That one got me. But it's amnesia. Like, they get married. Um, He was, like, a associate of her father. And they get married. She's, like, pretty young. And then they have, like, several, like kids and whatever. And then he's, like, not, like, a terrible person, but he's just, like, his spark of life has been fizzling. Um, he's not very engaged with his family, and then he gets amnesia. Someone, like, knocks him out or something. And then he, like, gets delivered to his family, and they're like, yeah, you're my husband. These are your children. And then it's just, like, a lovely – it's, like, very hot, but it's also just, like, a lovely, like, him finding out that he was, like, a really shitty father – for a lot of it and then like relearning how to like be a good parent and like because like when he gets the shit knocked out of him he reverts back to like what a good parent would do so then when he's like why am i not doing this um with his like daughter and stuff and it's just really good and then there's it's it's really fucking hot um but yeah they they do be banging with they do be banging thick meaty stock this thick meaty Meaty, stock yeah that stock yeah uh, Grace Calloway does not shy away from the adjectives. Oh, um, good for her. I know it. You know it. It do be banging. Oh, and I'm looking at my review. It says I want it to be Wednesday every day, so they must have only had sex on Wednesdays. I remember um, you which is me that. Yeah, yeah. So like, great for them. It's um, big Queen Charlotte tis an even day energy. Oh yeah, exactly. And then there's like a Lindsay Sands, the English bride in Scotland, I think um they can only have sex on i think it's wednesdays maybe it's sunday i don't know um it's funny um but yeah that this has nothing to do with anything that i've read but i do think i'm gonna reread it because why the hell not (laughs) at this point in my life 
I've got nothing left to live for besides <laughs> all right that's books like a turn. that I, books that I've already read and loved because no new books love me maybe you gotta maybe. reread Lord of Scoundrels again again I know like what do I what am I what's my path forward <laughs> like I just need like if you are listening to this recommend me the best book I am telling you, jump into the bonkers old school romances. I know, but I tried with the Judith Ivory, and then I just got returned to the library, and I'm not sad about it. Um, I think it had the potential, but also just not at this moment in my lifetime. Um, yeah, I think the hard part for me is like finding the audiobooks for those ones. You seem to have a great luck. I just am so bad at just like finding library cards, Scribd, Audible, and Kobo. So I know. I know. Scribd has come through. Maybe I should do. No, I want to do the Windflower closer to our Pirate Day episode. I don't know. Well, I do want to read For My Lady's Heart, but that's again going to have to be physically. Um. So yeah, that's my plight. Do be bonkers. Yeah. Um. If you're listening, tell me what to read, and I'll do it. I'm your liege. Um. I mean, I could honestly. Lisa Clavis has been staring me in the face telling me to reread The Ravenels. And I really could do that. I really could. You know, what? Nothing left to lose at that point. It's a good point. Um, yeah. And with that. Now we yep. actually are wrapped like willies. Boom, <laughs> <laughs> boom. No more singing. We've sung too much. (laughs) I still have dirty little secrets stuck in my head. Immediately after finishing this episode, you have to go listen to that song also. Yeah, do it.